You're listening to Super Power Up with multidimensional master, superpower expert, and former counterintelligence agent, Tonya Donrekla. If you're ready to disrupt reality, then sit down, strap in, and prepare to experience the show that proves there is no spoon. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert. And I'm so excited to have with us today, Christopher Cumbie. We met at New Media Summit. Uh, I was there supporting Neva as an icon of influence. And Christopher was one of the, the icons there. Um, what, what I love about his approach to things and, and his, um, you know, if you look at his bio and stuff, it's, I love the fact that he considers himself the kick-ass sales guy, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason why I'm chuckling about this is because, you know, before the show, and, and it's just a common conversation in the entrepreneurish circles is, you know, how do you work the sales and money conversation in when you're, you know, driven by passion or when you have been gifted with this mission in the world and, and, and nobody really wants to add in that piece of it. But without that piece, obviously, business is ineffective. And so I think it's a super crucial dialogue. And we're going to talk today about developing self-money mastery. Because it's very challenging to truly do your work in the world if you're tied into some sort of a victimization or abdication because of survival fears. And survival fears typically get connected into the money dialogue. And so, so it becomes a complex thing to look at, but it, it's also the most simple thing because as you continue to go about this journey and expand out and, and connect more deeply into who you are, um, those fears come forward to be looked at, and then we have an option about whether or not to continue them. And so I'm really excited about some of the work that Chris does and, and how he works with people to, to make sure that that dialogue is in place so that the business can be successful, so that the mission can actually happen and you can do your work in the world. So without further ado, oh, Chris is also you know one of the hosts of Think Bold, Be Bold. And, uh, you know, runs around in the podcasting circles and, and helps people get their message out in that way and promote um, what they're doing to the world. And so we're kind of all cut from the same cloth over here. So I'm super excited to have Chris join us today. So welcome, Chris. Well, thank you, Tanya. It's nice to uh, connect with you again. Absolutely. Always, always. So we jump right in on these shows and ask, what are your superpowers? It's a great question. And, you know, I think um, it it really comes down to questions. I have been in sales uh, a lot of years. And, um, you know, I teach that aspect of of business and coaching and so forth. But I think it's the ability to ask really good questions is my superpower. Mm-hmm. I'm laughing. I love it. The uh, well, and, and and you're absolutely right. You know, coming out of the counterintelligence arena and the due diligence and vetting stuff, you know, what we found was our willingness to follow questions was really our secret sauce. You know, it's right. not the answers. Um, and oftentimes, when we teach people, we tell them, you know, we we don't necessarily ask questions just for the answers. We're asking questions for a response. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, and I think that that that's an amazing technique to utilize, but how did you start to come to use that in business? Um, definitely be, you know, probably the first question is, uh, you know, what, what problem can I solve? Um, and, you know, if I follow my entrepreneurial uh, career, uh, because it started really, really early, you know, I was seven years old and because my 
the parents weren't, you know, necessarily well off, but, you know, we weren't poor either. We were somewhere in the middle. Uh, but we always had stuff. And, you know, my dad was always adamant that, you know, if I want something, I have to earn it. And mm-hmm. it, 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 it allowed me to think of ways um, that I could, you know, utilize you know, a, a skill at seven years old to go do something, you know, often it was um, chores and, you know, those led to allowances. And then, you know, obviously I wanted more than what my allowance would give me. So I had to figure out a real business and I uh, collected uh, and probably for you and I, uh, we remember those um, days of the uh, glass bottles, uh, <laughs> you know, from soda pop companies and, um, you know, Coca-Cola, Pepsi-Cola, you name it out there. They use black glass bottles. And obviously today it's plastic. But uh, back then you can return them for, um, you know, money back. And, and not so dissimilar to uh, some of the beer bottles and things that still have that around, around uh, you know, the world. But um, I, I also knew, you know, based on my dad that it was a real big pain in the butt. So it was a problem. You know, you have to buy it, but then you got to bring them back and you got to collect the money and all that jazz. So he, I asked him if I can start doing it, uh, you know, for our neighborhood. And, he, you know, could he build me, because uh, my dad was really great at building stuff. Um, can he build me a wagon that can fit a lot of bottles so that I can go to every uh, person on the street and collect it and then collect a commission because I'd actually bring them back money. So it became like that win-win, right? I'm going to give you some money, but I'm going to keep mm-hmm. some of it as well, but I'll do the service in between. So that really led to, you know, the first thing is just questioning, you know, what can I do to provide a service? And then, you know, questions for me now become, how do I get to know what someone's needs are? I mean, you know, until I know what a person needs, then I can't really help them solve their problem. And in a business, it's usually in my case now, it's we need to make more revenue. So I always question their internal process first because if you have a good business or a service, typically then the issue is you just don't have a great way of attracting more business. Let's look at you know that sales side of things or marketing. And uh, I just ask questions and that's led to uh, uh, a great consulting career. But you know now moving into some really interesting things that have led me uh, to just keep questioning stuff and keep connecting as well. That's uh, another great skill that uh, mm, very that cool. learn and, and make sure that, you know, like we met, you know, we didn't know exactly how, but I guarantee something will start to spin um, as we get to know each other and um, how we can service. So, or, you know, provide referrals is always a great way, right? Well, and I, I, I agree completely. And I think that that's, a severely underutilized kind of technique in business. I mean, we didn't we didn't really do formal marketing for a long time because our entire businesses were originally created off of referral and relationships, and and it's a, that's a hugely viable way to kind of get started in business. But also, it teaches you the power of being present and asking those questions and making sure that you're um, listening and, and that you're able to offer something of value to people. Because if not, you're not going to have much of a business for very long. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're going to take a quick break. We're talking today with Christopher Crombie about developing self-money mastery. When we come back from the break, I want to take some of these uh, kind of ideas that that he's presented about questioning and asking and and really take it back into how can you use those techniques to move yourself further along in mastering the money dialogue and the sales dialogue. So, But before we do that, Christopher, where can people go to find out more about you? I'm all over social media uh, at Success Playbook, uh, but you know probably my website is the 
best place. And you can go to kickassalesguy.com or, you know, of course, my full name, Christopher Cumby, C-U-M-B-Y.com. Perfect. Well, we'll take a quick break and stay with us because when we come back, we're going to show you how you can move forward in the money conversation. Stay tuned. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you are ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. Awesome. We're back. We're talking today with Christopher Comby. We're talking about self money master, money self master. What did I say we were doing? Developing self money mastery. <laughs> yeah. Developing. Um, yeah. Look at the notes, Tonya. Look at the notes. Um, <laughs> it, it, what we talked about prior to the break was, you know, Chris talked about how one of his superpowers is asking questions. And I love the stories that he shared about kind of how he's used that process both internally and externally with clients. Um, let's talk a little bit about why this money kind of sales dialogue is so incredibly um, paralyzing for mm-hmm. a lot of folks, particularly our kind of do-gooders, right? Our humanitarians sure. in the world, sure. um, those who have been gifted with, you know, knowing how they're going to have an impact on the world. And yet we tend to be hesitant moving into that dialogue. What, mm-hmm. what have you found in your experience or how have you helped people move through that? Well, I think, first of all, we believe the words that come out of our own mouth. So it's important to have affirmations about your self-worth and, you know, what you're uh, delivering. And I think that that's a, you know, a foundation truly to, um, you know, gaining that development around self-money mastery. And, 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 and that leads into understanding then what you're worth and, and, and then how you can go and, and, and take some of this uh, that you make and, and, and start making uh, you know, serious dents in the universe if you want. Um, because without having some so- form of cash flow or, or revenue, as we know, it's really tough to, uh, you know, make um, uh, big, big, big moves. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Put it this way, uh, it ha- it's not impossible because we do know some people that have made big, big moves without very much money at all. I mean, Mother Teresa is a great example, right? Mm-hmm. Gandhi is a great example. But we know they're far and few between in, in, in that realm. So I truly believe that, you know, when people um, believe in themselves first, they understand what they're worth, what they're able to bring to the table and, and, and serve others and solve, you know, like we talked about earlier in the break, uh, you know, solving a problem. Um, when you know all that, um, you know, it's just learning skills like, for instance, uh, learning to, to, to pivot in business after that, you know, and we'll talk you know, more about that if you like, but, um, that's, that's really the first thing is understanding what you're worth and, you know, businesses have to, uh, um, you know, put a value on whatever they're selling, uh, service or product mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Same with people, but, you know, we're, we're, we're worth something. We're all worth what we want it to be. And uh, I think it really starts with believing that first, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think the worth and the value conversation gets tricky because it's, um, you know, over uh, here at Superpower Exercise, we talk a lot about the different phases of development. And in certain phases, I do think that it's hugely valuable 
to introduce concepts of worth because most people never think about it, right? They, mm-hmm. they think I'm only as good as the work that I do as opposed to what value do I bring into a situation? What, what am I contributing to the world just by my sure. presence and who am I being? Um, and so there's, there's, there's huge value in going into that dialogue. I think that at a certain phase, the folks that we attract are um, almost use that as a crutch. And so it becomes this like, uh, well, I'm worth more than that. Da, 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 and becomes this real internal dissonance. Like you've got these two mm-hmm. different pieces of you arguing inside of yourself of are you worth something or are you not? Mm-hmm. And we have found a ton of success in kind of squashing that dialogue once somebody has moved through it, for sure. Mm-hmm. Because again, I, I prematurely walking people through these steps, you know, re- always backfires. But if, if somebody's really kind of grappled with the way, who am I in the world and who am I being and what gifts do I have and how am I bringing that into the equation? then in my opinion, like gauging sales and marketing and even the money dialogue in itself from a place of self-worth starts to create a lot of uh, like identity confusion for the business owner. And so there's, there seems to be these phases where it's like, okay, now you're the boss. Like, like it has nothing to do with your value. It has to do with how are you going to lead this? How are you going to kind of stick to your guns and say, this is the trajectory. This is the goal. And maybe we need to re, you know, raise multiple millions of dollars to make that happen just to get the capital coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, those are some pretty like detached conversations that happen on the other side of that kind of identity thing. It, it, but it always fascinates me how much people cling to that um, piece of identifying themselves through their bank account or through... Sure. Sure. How much money they made, or what was the last big deal that they did, and, and all this other stuff. The, it seems to me that there's magic in disentangling that. And what do you mm-hmm. think? For sure, you know, absolutely. You know, if you, I, I think it really comes down to the, you know, the fundamentals. I like breaking it all down to simplicity. Uh, it's just way bit easier to, to get to uh, the end. And for me, it, it it's you know happy. I, I think everybody shares. Um, what uh, in life, you know, hap- being happy is our, our end, you know, goal right? or, you know, we want to just be happy. Whatever mm-hmm. that means to you is different from maybe me and, you know, everybody else in the world, but it's still being happy. It's a feeling, right? So that feeling is really where, you know, I start and um, that's the end goal. So however I get there uh, is, is going to base, you know, again on, you know, what I talked about just a little bit earlier, pivoting. You got to get, you know, flexible on the method of how you get to your goal. You can be really strong on your goal and that could change as well. So I never beat myself up if my goals change. (laughs) Um, But I think, you know, to your point uh, about earlier, you know, in terms of entangling and and uh, untangling things is, you know, it's good to have people to talk to. It's good to have mentors and coaches. It's good to have people that you can bounce ideas on or get perspective. And, you know, I walk, you know, I have trusted people that I can talk about, you know, things that are going on in my business because I know all I need to do is just talk about it. You know, there's a lot of things you can just get off your chest if you put it all out on the table. Don't hide and run from it because, listen, I know everybody does it. I've done it. We hide from problems because it's painful. (laughs) But the way I, you know, really deal with it behind the scenes to untangle things, as you said, is I talk to people that can either coach, give me perspective, or mentor me through a problem. And that helps me actually see the problem just by talking about it. Most of the time, I solve my own problems. Mm-hmm. 
Of course, yeah. Right, and 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 I think that that's the big thing that people confuse is, um, and 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 say that you know maybe I don't need um you know to talk to anybody and no I'm not talking about therapy I'm just talking about just getting it out and and a lot of times that might be just you talking to yourself because <laughs> I certainly do a lot of that I don't know about you but you know I, well, and I think myself. yeah there's a lot of synergy I, I, but I I'm glad that you said that because there is a point in time you know we walk clients through this all the time where it's like at some point in time to move into your own self dominion like you do have to coach yourself you yeah. do have to be yeah. Um, have the self-discipline to walk sure. yourself through those processes. Um, and on the flip side of things, I'm laughing because, you know, I shared with you, we were just out at um, Secret Knock and Neva was speaking and we did, um, we ran into, I sat and had a really cool conversation with um, Richard Dreyfus, And he said something which was so cool because it's a kind of a technique that, that we teach. Um, but he, he was referencing exactly what you're talking about where there's magic in between all of us and mm-hmm. we call it synergy or synergistic collaboration, sure. but it's, you know, in our family in our, in our marriage and everything, we, we call it putting it in the middle, right? Bring everything and put it in the middle because in the middle is where the energies cohere and kind mm-hmm. of collide and there's friction and, but there's all this amazing, um, creation that happens in that it. space and it's far more exponentially powerful and, and expeditious if you're willing to go into that space but it is a vulnerable space it does mean being willing to be transparent with others and you get to a place where you realize that there's no privacy anyway so that doesn't really matter mm-hmm. but the um but i do agree with you i think i've seen amazing things come forward when people are willing to have those dialogues. I mean, that's where the, that's where the mastermind concept came from, right? With Napoleon Hill and everything. And so, you know, we take it a little bit further and say that it's the energy between us that's creating, it's our agreements to kind of come together in that synergy. And, and that's exactly what, you know, Richard Dreyfuss was giving voice to was like, if you can get him talking, like, and and like I said, I call it friction or whatever it is that we need to kind of bounce off of you know, it, it's kind of like, like I could even make it biblical in the sense that, you know, there, Jesus said, where two or more of you gather, there also will I be. That concept is peppered throughout all kinds of religious and spiritual mythos in the sense sure. of if you come together kind of open-heartedly, then magic happens kind of is, is my well, crude it, translation of that. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, what I've learned through experience of, you know, building things and, you know, teams and having uh, people I work with, partners, um, relationships of all sorts, is that when you co-create, meaning that you're both talking, working through things, collaborating, putting it on the table, as you said, or whatever uh, middle, let's say the middle, Mm -hmm. then you can co-create. Where I find conflict arises uh, so much, um, and, and it's internal as well, and getting back to you know, money mastery and developing, you know, sort of that mindset uh, through all of this is that when you co-create, um, you have less expectations um, because uh, what I've learned about expectations of others is that conflict arises when it's not met. And, you know, where you can get through a lot of that is, you know, having this co you know, collaborative or co-creation environment where it's all on the table and now we work through the problem. 
and 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 come up with ways that you know everybody knows how to play their their role and and you play it and you play it well and that's why you know teams are so good and that's why having people that you can talk to is such a an, an amazing place but to that point when you do that and you're open to that and being vulnerable because that's what it takes is that you can take that you know self and you can start looking and working around it and you know starting to understand um, how you can take a different perspective as well. And I've gone through some really great exercises. Uh, one with Garrett J. White, you know, he talks and, and works with men, you know, in this whole warrior sort of uh, environment. But, you know, one of the tools he talks about is, you know, the stack and, and getting through the stack of looking at perspective. And, you know, what, what do you want, uh, Tonya? What do I want? What do we both want? Right? And then we take it from that perspective and you can do that on your own. You don't even, I don't even have to have a conversation uh, if we were working on something. Uh, I would just need to know what, you know, you, were, you, you would want from something if we were working on it. You know what I mean? And, and I can work mm-hmm. through all that. And I think that that's where that, you know, coaching, um, uh, but you can't learn how to be a coach or, you know, coach yourself unless you've gone through that and, and work with, you know, people that can do that. And there's many ways to do that. Books are great coaches. <laughs> and in, absolutely, in yeah. <laughs> I well, the the piece that comes up, and we could probably do twenty shows on this, but it the piece that comes up is the internal discipline piece. And what I find is that very, very few people actually have within their internal framework sure. um, that level of discipline. And so, you know, that's why coaches exist. But but I'm I'm a big fan of the idea that you can move beyond that place where, you know, for sure, sidle up to people and drift off of them and snag their, you know, you know, take, take mm-hmm. what they've done and, and, and make it better for yourself, you know, and, and take those qualities and those characteristics that you're seeing. But ultimately, I think the thread running through all of this is there's no magic pill. Like you have to be willing to do the work. I, you know, you and I both simultaneously, you know, said that multiple times throughout this interview of like, there. It's great to say that you want to overcome money fears and you want to be wealthy and all these other things, but ultimately you have to be willing to dig into all of that like gooey messiness in t- inside sure. of you, and and work through it. Like there's there's no get rich quick kind of concept. If there is, it's going to be probably a rocky slide afterwards, but it's, um, but I, I think that that's kind of the underlying theme is there. It can be mastered. You can sure. pull all those stories forward. There are multiple ways to do it and you have to do it. You know, that's <laughs> it's true of everything, right? Especially in business. Um, yeah. You have got yeah. to execute. <laughs> well, and it, you know, I, I love, I read the book, um, grit and it was just so fascinating. Um, you know, there, there seems to be this ongoing, like, holy grail question of what really determines if somebody's going to walk through the fire. And someone asked me that the other day. They, they're like, what's the profile of somebody who will actually, you know, in our language, you know, embody that abstract frequency who's, who really are willing to let the fabric of reality kind of alter around them? And I was a little bit at a loss as to what that profile looks like because we do see so many people that kind of open the door and, and, and get the first hit of the flame and are like, Oh no, no, we're good. You know, and shut the door back again. Um, so anyway, I think that's the million dollar question is who, how do you determine what has somebody actually walking through that? And, and I do know that the money mastery, the self-discipline, the self-dominion, that whole conversation is wrapped up within that. Um, oh, for sure. And, and I think that, can I offer up uh, you know, some framework around, 
Absolutely. Uh, the things, you know, again, based on, you know, what I said, my superpower, I might as well start using some of it <laughs> and asking good questions. So I think, you know, primarily this is what I share with a lot of people that it may be in a position where, um, you know, they, they, they want to grow beyond where they are. They want to level up. They want to go to a new level uh, in their environment. They've got to step out, first of all, of that comfort zone and get uncomfortable because you got to learn how to be comfortable in that new place you want to be. So, you know, it's just a normal process. But some of the things you can really do as a framework is ask us simple questions, um, but they're profound. Uh, and, I, and I find that when people really take the time to, to, to do this, um, they grow, uh, you know, uh, in some cases exponentially. But it's what do I want? You know, it's a very powerful question, but you've got to really, you know, stop and listen. You don't necessarily get it right away, but I know how the human brain works and we love to solve, you know, questions or problems like it's, it's built that way. So why don't we use it, right? And not create these syntax errors that happen constantly, you know, because you're not aligned. You, you don't even know what you really want. So I think this is a great way to start programming what, um, you know, our brain is meant to uh, produce and that's a result on the other side. Uh, what do I want? And then, you know, simply move into why do I want it? Uh, moving into what feeling am I going to get when I, when I accomplish it? Because we're emotionally driven. If you can align that early and really understand the feeling you're trying to accomplish, you can start cutting through a lot of noise. And once you know who, what you want, um, which really comes down to, uh, you know, what I believe is, is knowing who you are, you know, and, and really leveraging who you are. I mean, leveraging that into the world that you can give your gift and, and what you're really great at. To your point, what's your superpower, right? What is your, you know, expertise? What can you bring to the world? And, and once you have that, you can really start to answer these questions really well. But let's assume you know that and, and you know who you are. What do I want? Why do I want it? What feeling am I trying to get? Why do I want that feeling? You know, that's a powerful one. Because that can move mountains. And, um, you know, again, why is this feeling missing now? You know, so if uh, we're emotional, we can use these and, you know, to our advantages uh, by asking good questions. So that's the framework I, I, would, I, I would, you know, generally start with people when I'm just talking about uh, just, you know, being open about, you know, where they want to go and, and, you know, what they want to level up on and so, so forth and so on. But that's, a, that's, some, that's some powerful questions right there. Awesome. I love that. Those are some great tips. As promised, folks, implement these things now and you're going to start walking yourself more closely toward your own self-dominion, your own um, self, you know, the self-money mastery kind of thing. And maybe money's not your thing. Like, I get it. Like, a lot of folks um, are, are actually kind of averse to it and understand that if you're building, you know, if you're doing your work in the world through some sort of a business entity, that conversation around money is, is one that you just can't shy away from. It doesn't mean you have to be obsessed about it, but there, there is a de delicate balance there. So sure. Chris, thank you so much for all of this wealth of information and for giving the listeners some really practical things they can do now to, to create that change. Let's remind people where they can go to find out more about you. Yeah, absolutely. All social media is at success playbook. And uh, of course my website directly, Christopher com. Christopher Cumbie or uh, kickassalesguy.com. Uh, someone said that a long time ago to me and I, um, you know, I just grabbed the domain and you know, now I use it today and it, it, it seems to be working well. 
I, I think it does. I, I love anything that's a little bit bold Edgy. and um, <laughs> courageous. So well done. Sure. Well, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us today. And we appreciate all the uh, insights pleasure. and the work you do in the world. So thank my you. My pleasure. My pleasure. Uh, can I throw out uh, just really quickly something uh, for your audience? Of course you may. Awesome. So uh, we're working on a great project and um, I really uh, encourage everybody to come check it out at uh, richlistnow.com. And uh, that'll be up and running uh, with some really great offers and things uh, for people out there that might be looking for an idea, they're in a startup, or perhaps they want to accelerate things uh, of where they are and get to the next level. So we're, uh, we're offering up some cool uh, freebies um, coming soon on that. So just uh, wanted to throw that out there for you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And to all of you out there, as always, we appreciate your loyalty. Thank you for listening. And until next time, go out, uncover your superpowers, and change the world. Take care, everyone. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.